Woods Podcast. Welcome back to the Sports Dagger Podcast. It's been way too damn long since we did the last episode, but you know what? The boys are back in town, and we got Mr. Ty Cortez yes, over here, Tyler, the man Bush, and uh, Stretch, and I am the greatest host ever, your boy Weave. Um, guys, <laughs> I'm happy to be back here, you know? It's been way too long. Way too long. But we're back at it. The band's back together. Back you know, together, baby. I thought about screaming for the introduction for this podcast, but I have a new neighbor, so I was—I you know, <laughs> gotta respect my new neighbors, okay? Well, you gotta <laughs> set the tone, though, too. I know. You, gotta, man, know. you gotta assert your dominance, Weave. Yeah. Next time, I'll do the introduction, and it'll be like WWE style, okay? <laughs> I, w- I will say, Weave, you did say our podcast name wrong. You said the Sports Dagger Podcast instead of the Dagger Sports Podcast. So I feel like I, I want it to be known. I knew that, but I didn't say anything, Weave. Wait, what did he say? How did he say it? How did he, he say it? Sports Dagger. Mm-hmm. How about we change the name and just call it the Weaver Show? Okay. <laughs> show. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't the for Weaver copyright, show, I would Ty, Tyler and Brendan. No. No. If it wasn't for copywriting purposes, we could call it the Dreamweaver show. But I, I, feel like I was gonna say that's what song we need to play whenever you whenever you host it. They I feel like we would get sued and you know, we're a bunch of nobodies, but the fact that we'd use their song title, they would get offended, you know. They would get offended. Uh, they'll be all right. Well they'll get over it. Yeah, so guys, how how's life been? It's it's been a while since we've all life's life's been good. Speak for yourself. Sorry, I was yawning. Sorry, fellow listeners. Uh, but life's been good. I've been been busy. Uh, it's good. Can't complain. Way to bring the energy, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this podcast we're authentic and we're real. And I'm old, but hey, I'm bringing energy. We, I'm always gonna bring energy. Ty's like know. 27, going on 53. It's crazy. Whoa, I'm not even 27 yet. Put oh, some respect hey, on my on. age. <laughs> That's two strikes tonight, hey, buddy. I don't know how old he is. I'm glad. I don't know how old you are. <laughs> wow. Well, isn't we, isn't Wave like 46? Uh oh, that's not true. What? What's <laughs> that? What's that? Wait, what year is he born? What's that? What year? Brad Pitt, where he's like. He starts out like he's born as like an old man, and like he gets younger. Oh, the you know curious case of Benjamin Button. Yeah, that's we. <laughs> we's actually we's actually like seventy five years old. Benjamin Button. Wait, what year was you born? Ninety six. Oh, they're not yeah. old. Yeah, I'll be twenty seven this year. Oh, same. Oh, see, okay, so it's not like you made it seem like, well, I just turned 22. You think I'm 27? Well, yeah, but you're like, oh, you're 27. I'm like, not yet. It's not even that old. We are closer yet. to 30 than we are at 20, so that is pretty scary. I think oh, you all yeah. should fight. I'm excited. No, I wouldn't fight Weaver. I'm going to have a midlife crisis. I'm going to have three before I pass. Okay. Okay. I've already had one. Do you, who do you think would win in a fight, Weaver or Ty? Oh, don't bring me into this. <laughs> Don't answer that, Tyler. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want to answer this. Don't, because you won't be able to make both of us happy if you answer it. Uh, uh, plus, we, I, I can't we, we, we would, we, no, we no. would win. Ty has the, has the, the athletic genes that I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> How's well, life guys, for, uh, for you all, Brendan and Tyler? It's, it's been pretty good. I've been working a lot, Tyler. Um, he does not work. Quit. Don't you? Don't you just love adulthood? I know it. It 
you know, when you're a kid, you're always like, oh, I can't wait to work and, like, make a bunch of money and, like, be able to spend it. And, like, yeah, that is cool. But Until I you have to do it like, every day. Yeah. I just miss the days where, like, I could literally just not have anything to do all day. Yeah. But, that's I mean, what, it's not too bad. That's what Kyle does every day. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> I work my money off. I don't oh, Stop. Stop. <laughs> I, hey, Tyler, do you want to tell the podcasters um, at home um, about your or in the car. job and the task that they have you doing all summer? My what? Your summer job. Well, I mean, if you're going to throw me into the bus like that, I guess I will. Uh, <laughs> into the bus. No, so, just like tell them like to put this out. <laughs> okay, so all this is, you know, I'm still in – um, a doctorate program right now. He cleans elephants. That's what he does. <laughs> no, that job failed before. I didn't get that one. Uh, but I work um, at this company. It's pretty much just like an internship. And all I do is pretty much they just send me around. Like I have to walk around and like make sure like all of the equipment like in the building. So like furniture, desks, uh, computers, laptops, TVs, all that stuff. I've got to make sure that it's got like a code on all of them. And if they don't, I've got to make a code for them, which sounds very easy because it is. And it, but you know, I mean, it's just a nice little job just to do, you know, because I have to work 40 hours a week this year and don't get paid a dime, you know, in field work. So, but just kind of doing that right now, helping dad around the house, that kind of stuff. I worked at the pharmacy one day last week. They had to call in reinforcements. <laughs> I like to think of myself as the uh, the bullpen. Like, I'm like the Batman of Horton Brown Pharmacy. Like I'm, I'm kind of like the night, the dark night. You know what I mean? Like I work there, but I don't at the same time. You're that. You're there when you when they need you. That's right. But I thought I thought you were going to bring up the massive amount of keys that you had. Oh, oh yeah, I got to do go that too. So, so they handed me this guy very first day I walked in there and he said, so do you want me to show you what you're going to do this summer? I said, yeah, sure. Pulls out this Indiana Jones satchel bag and just dumps it on his desk. And when I say, I think I counted, I think there was 407 keys. I mean, they just went all, it was kind of stupid too because they spilled over the table and everything. I don't know what he was trying to do. I guess he was trying to be cool. But anyway, all over the table. So I have to go through and check each key on like different doors throughout the uh, this building. And there's eight floors to it. So and out of the 400, I think it's 407 keys, I've found like three or four that have fit into a door. So it's going to be a long summer. <laughs> But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, like I said, it's not too hard, but I'm about a year away from being done with school forever. And Weaver happened to address me as Dr. Dr. Bush. So I'll be damned if I say that. You absolutely are going to say that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> absolutely not. Because if something happens and Stretch has like a cut or he passes out, I'm not calling on you. You're not a real doctor. <laughs> what about Dad? You can call me. Oh. No. He's he not a real doctor. There's no way. He can pray over him. <laughs> God don't <laughs> like me. <laughs> no. The Lord. That one was for the Lord. All right. Now, what are we doing now? All right, let's. Way to make a nice smooth transition. Yeah, I like how professional we sound with that. What are we doing now? I tell you what. So so now what? Tyler is good at many things. Being subtle is not one of them. But hey, but I can make. What what are those those freaking those sandwiches that you and Ty make me fix every time we have a. I think I'm starting to think that's the one thing I can do right on this planet. That's why I'm here. Oh, the <laughs> ham sliders? Yeah. Oh, my God. Those ham sliders are good, bro. 
If y'all come visit me, I'll, I'll make you some. I'm not going. Yes, you absolutely are. Nope. We need to do a giveaway with uh, with our podcasters and whatever they do. They get yeah, they get some of your sliders. Ooh, okay. We can do that. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna make a whole bunch of bots, and I'm gonna do it so I can win it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's uh, let's talk about the NBA Finals. Well, for starters, I feel like we need to bring up the last episode we made. We all thought Miami Heat were about to close out the Boston Celtics, and that ended up going to seven games. Um, I'm just you how yeah. long we have not we done this suck. podcast. Dang, but, we suck if we all thought they was going to blow them out. But that's the cra- – like, you know, I went into that game seven thinking, oh, my goodness, like, we're actually going <laughs> to witness – NBA history, like they're gonna they're gonna beat the Heat. Come back, yeah. And then they just, I mean, they just collapsed. I mean it it was it was strange to say the least because like I don't understand how you get that much momentum and then you just completely blow it because you know it wasn't like a close game. I mean they got blown out. Yeah, like how you get blown out on your home floor in an elimination game? Like what? Yeah, it was. I, I honestly think, I think it's time to blow up the Tatum. I was about to say it's time to blow them up. Yeah, yeah. they've been they've been too close too many times. So you think trade Jalen Brown? I'll be honest. I've seen a lot of mixed like feeling like people have mixed feelings about it. There's been a lot of people that say you keep Jalen Brown because you could probably get more for trading Tatum because. I mean, honestly, who's the leader of that team? It's not Tatum. I mean, it's Jalen that leads that team. You know, you have to reel, you know, reel Jalen Brown back. Tatum, sometimes you just be like, you have to push him to like, hey, we need you to actually go out there start making some shots. You know what I'm saying? I will say I feel like Jalen Brown is more consistent across the board, but Tatum will have those breakout games where he'd give you 50, but I don't think he's as consistent as Jalen Brown is. But personally. I think that's the issue because the yeah. once, like, like oh, get, when, his mo- when he, like, shows up, obviously it's very big. It's, like, 51 points, you know, in a, like, a closeout game. Like, obviously that's huge, but then you have these moments where he doesn't take a shot in the fourth quarter. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you See, have to go. There's no, like, there's no – filling the game out in the fourth quarter and letting it come to you. Like, bro, shoot the ball. Yep. I'm going to rebuttal what you said we've just a little bit. I mean, I agree with you. I don't think Tatum is the leader on the team. But I am I don't know if they have a clear-cut leader. To, to me, oh, I agree. I feel yeah, like, they, yeah, I think I agree with like, that. I feel like both of them are expendable. Like, we, as far as right now, you're right. I mean, you, you'd probably get more out of it. But, like, I just – I don't know. Like, they just – neither one of them really seem like – Like the like vocal both leader. really good players, but they just – they don't have that, you know, real vocal leadership on the team. And, I mean, you can say whatever, but, like, you need that team. Like, yeah. you've got – you know, just look at the – pat. you know, LeBron, very big leader. Yeah. Um, or even, like, with the Warriors, I mean, it's not even one of their – their main star player that's the leader really is Draymond, honestly. Right, right. If you, you know, I, I know he's kind of crazy and not a lot of people like him, but like from a basketball standpoint, he, I mean, he's their leader. He sets up the offense. He checks everybody when they need to be checked. Like you said, I don't think Boston has that. And they do. It'll probably be Marcus Smart, to be honest, because Jalen right. Brown and Jason Tatum don't seem, like you said, very vocal. They seem very, like, <laughs> passive, I guess you can say. But, yeah, like, I mean, for me, like, you know, the Celtics, like, I think I think one of the biggest problems with the Celtics is that their team, like, they run their offense just based on talent. And, you know, that leads to is just guys, you know. One thing I noticed is that, like, they tried, especially in that game seven, they tried to shoot the three a lot wasn't falling 
but instead of you know changing their offensive um, into more you know on getting in the paint and getting points that way, they just kept trying to shoot themselves out of it, and it just didn't it didn't work. And I feel like you know if I'm if I'm this you know I need to find my identity offensively. You know you need to learn to you know, kind of rein some of these guys in because they do have a very talented roster, but you know, we've seen talented yeah. rosters before. You know, a good example, the Brooklyn Nets were very talented, but part of the problem with the Brooklyn Nets is that they didn't rein in those talents and make them into a more cohesive team. Yeah. You can't just throw a bunch of guys that are good at basketball onto a team and then say, all right, you know, that's, that's yeah. not how it works. Te- teams can't win that way. But, um, you know, if I were the Celtics, I'd start trading away, you know, maybe trade away Jalen Brown uh, and some other. Start building around. They need to decide, you know, do they want to stick with Tatum? Is that their franchise player? And if it is, get players to build around him, you know, get some rim protectors, um, you know. Maybe stick some shooters, but, you know, Tatum can shoot, so, you know, it's not that big, um, you know, get some good facilitators. Um, yeah, I was going to say, I would get a good facilitator, good guard, and get the ball out of his hands. Cause that, so, kind of set him up, make his life easier. Turnovers. Yeah. I, do you, well, right now I want to ask you this, since you were bringing it up, like, you know, they don't, they're not really built on like strategy or anything. It's just more talent. Do you think part of it is like, I don't? They've had like two different head coaches in the last three years. I was thinking about that. It too. is like, like, and and when I say that, I'm not saying it as it's like, you know, to me, situation with like the Sixers where it's like, okay, like, you know, you all have got to figure something out with them. Like, I mean, I, I'm not disappointed in them because I mean they've they've already been to. Like, Eastern Conference Finals in one like final. It, it's, it's not that they're failing or anything. It's just they just need to make to how they, they how they play and how they strategize to send them to that next level. Yeah. Well, let me ask you all. Um, I think. It, and I may be in the minority with this, but I think one of the things that you might need to look at too is head coach. Uh, hmm. I'm, Already? Well, what's this? Is this first year or second year? First is fourth first. season, right? I think it's this is first or second first. year. Th- this is his first year. Because he took it over mid-season, right? Yeah, it's his first season. Like, he wasn't even, like, an assistant last year. He was, like, some back-road analyst guy on the team. Yeah. But, Here you go. Here's the keys. <laughs> but I'm saying, is this year his first full season, or he, did he take over mid-season this year? I can't remember. I, uh, I think I, he took, I, I think he got the call, like, like literally a couple days before the season started and was like, you're oh, the head coach. Figure it out as you go. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, so, so Tyler, they, you're thinking getting rid of them already? Yeah, I, I just, I mean, I was talking uh, with one of my buddies, Brendan, and that's actually like a huge, uh, he's been a Celtics fan for as long as I've known him. And uh, he was just, he was telling me the same thing. Like, he just thinks he just needs to go. And, and I never really thought of it. But if you watch, like, especially, and he was telling me, like, the Heat series, it was really evident. He just, he just didn't make any adjustments whatsoever, like mm-hmm. nothing. You know what I mean? Like usually, like even I'll say this: even though we knew that they were going to lose, you know the sorry, Brendan, but the Bucks, you know, <laughs> Bud Bud was trying his darndest to figure something out. I mean, he was, you know, he was a lot of stuff. Like Missoula just didn't really. I don't know. He just didn't really. He just felt like he was just. Like a deer in headlights. Yeah. You, you know. Yeah. I just, which, you know, I'm I'm not going to put, I think 
you know, it's not all one person or, you know, group of people's fault. So, like, I, I don't think it's all on Missoula, and I don't think it's all on uh, Brown and Tatum. But I do think between the three of them, you know, him and the players, a lot of the players, I think, you know, there's some, you know, I, I think it's kind of a, a mixture of different stuff. But, yeah, I just – I mean, I just didn't really see – which, like I said, I mean, it's his first year. And especially if he started halfway through, you kind of got to give him a little bit more than that. But I don't know. But at the yeah. same time, I mean, you know, Tatum choked last year too. You know, yeah. he played really bad. And I just – I don't know. I mean, and I hate it because I love Tatum. But, you know, Weaver said it best. I mean, I just, I just don't fear him. And I wouldn't fear him. Yeah. Especially not in the playoffs. It just seems like once he gets to the, you know, conference finals, he just kind of starts to crumble a little bit, you know. <laughs> he can't get that dog in him. You know? He doesn't. I don't Which think is, I It's crazy, though, that he doesn't have that because, like, I'm not trying to take a shot at him, which is going to sound like I am. But his favorite player is Kobe. Like, he talks about Kobe Bryant all the time. Like, Kobe wouldn't care if he was 0 for 11 from 3. He's going to keep doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, like, and sometimes yeah. I just feel like Tatum just, I don't know, he just stops. Yeah. Or maybe it's because, like, so, like, on a sports team, you know, typically the, the person who's been there longer or you know, the seniority usually has, like, the say or the go. And Jalen Brown, I think, has been there at Boston longer than Tatum has. So I wonder if it's just, like, He's just kind of giving, you know, the reins to him. Like, this is your team, you know. Hmm. Um, so maybe if that is the case and you trade Brown off, maybe Tatum goes in and thrives even more, which is obviously what you hope for. Um, yeah. A player of his talent. So I don't know. It'd be interested to see if they move up. I just don't think you pay them both the max. I just You can't. Yeah, because you no, you're going to get rid of yeah. some of your player, and like you get you won't be able nobody in. Yeah, you're basically saying we don't really need anybody but you two. Which yeah, well, obviously that doesn't work. Yeah, just by themselves. Well, let's jump into the next series. What do y'all think about the finals with the Miami and Miami and Denver? I have to... about it went about as well as I expected for Heat. Now I will say they won one. Yeah. I, I thought the Nuggets were going to sweep them. Yeah. I I mean, he. I, I told Brandon. I mean, if if Bam struggles with uh, Jokic, then it's there's going to be, you know, most everybody's going to have a hard time with him. Just cause, you know, I mean, you know, but Bam's I don't even think player. Bam Bam did. Honestly, Bam was the best player on Miami. Butler was one. Of, oh, everybody else struggled. Bam was the best on that Miami Heat team. No, yeah, and, he let him in scoring. I mean, I, he, like, obviously, I'm not going to, like, harp at the <laughs> undrafted guys, the role players, because that their job is not to lead the team. But, like, they were nowhere to be found. Um, and Butler, you know, with all the credit we've gave Butler and people who are sports fans, I feel like the heat of kind of melting down in the finals hasn't been as strong. I just I can only imagine if it was any other superstar like a LeBron nice. or Milton yeah. down the Heat. I like what you did there. Uh, yeah, Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. I just feel like if it was like Steph Curry, LeBron, Katie, if any other star superstar player or Giannis, you know, did this in the final where they just did not show out, they would be getting crushed by the media. And oh yeah, <laughs> and Jimmy is just like, hey, it's what it is. What it is. <laughs> So I don't. I mean, they just. I don't know. But he he definitely needs to shoulder a lot of it. Um, and clearly, they need some more support. I don't think it will happen, but I would love for Dane Willard to go to Miami because I think you could win a championship with that. But I don't know who you were giving up to make it work. So but. I did. I mean, even though like, I mean, the Nuggets were just better. I thought. I I think it was the game that the Heat actually won. I thought Spolstra did a good job, and it really – this game, that's the crappy thing, too. It said more about Jokic's game than it did about the Heat winning. But it was the game where they pretty much, like, limited – because Brent and I were watching it. They limited Jokic, like, 
been able to facilitate. And I think like Spolstra had like said, like after the game, maybe, you know, like you either a guy like of that caliber with that talent, you, you know, you got to pick, do you want him to be able to facilitate or do you want him to be able to score? And they let him score. He still had what he had written. Did he have 40? I have close to yeah, it. I think the Joker had 40. Yeah, but he only had like, 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 like four or five assists. Yeah, yeah. you know, and it, it just amazed me to see like how crucial his facilitating is. To, you know what I mean? Like, that, I mean, that's just how impactful it is to the game. Yeah, you know, well, I mean, it, it worked for that game. I mean, you can't do that, you know, because, you know, the Nuggets adjusted the very next game. But, like, it was good for the time being. It got him the win. But, like, you know, he just – I, it doesn't make sense. I, I don't understand. I mean, you watch him, he looks like he's about to pass out every time he's running up and down the court. He's not fast. He's strong. I'll give him that. But – you know, I, I just I don't know, but the guys I mean he's just unreal. And and the thing is too, you've got Aaron Gordon has played really, really honestly, I mean, you know, cause I think Murray played well towards the end. I think he finished he didn't do good the first half last night or the other night, but um he finished well. But, you know, he played a um okay. I mean he was kinda a little inconsistent back and forth, but you know, Murray was fine. Gordon played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had Michael Porter. He played really well. Bruce KCP. Brown came up. KCP. Yeah, you're leaving my, my, my dude KCP there, Tyler. What are you doing? You know, I, I mean, they, they all, like, I mean, they just they just play well. And, they, I mean, their coach, Malone, he's just – he's tough. And, Tyler, like, going off the point you made earlier, um, you know, like where – you were talking about the game where they tried to shut off Jokic's passing, you know, and the adjustment that they get that the Nuggets made the next game I thought was really interesting and clever too. You know, people forget that like Jamal Murray is a textbook combo guard. I mean, he can play the two and the one and do mm-hmm. them both equally well. And you, know, right. you saw that next game. I think he had like 15 assists. You know, he didn't score that much, but he had a ton of assists. You know, I think people forget how good he is and forget how good the Nuggets can be because they have a bunch of different guys on the team that can each do different things and can change the way that they play if necessary. You know, Jokic can change the way that he plays. You know, Jamal Murray can, um, you know, a lot of those role guys, you know, they can, uh, you know, if it's a night where they need to score a lot, they can do that. If it's a night where they just need to focus on defense, they can do that. You know, I really admire the way that, um, you know, uh, the Nuggets are able to just not only just adjust, but to have this style of play where um, they're just so ready and willing to adapt to any and all circumstances. I, like, watching, just going back to the first game, with it, and it's kind of going towards Brennan's point of, like, how they how Nuggets can throw different things at you, and part of it is because of Jokic. But that first game, I remember, I guess, at the end of the first half, I think Jokic already had 10 assists, but he had, like, a few points. Like, he wasn't a lot. But the commentators just kept talking about, like, this man is dominating this game. It is crazy. And he was. I mean, there was nothing that at that point Miami could do to, like, get him off his game. And just because he just – I mean, he's not – he's kind of in that LeBron James of, like, he can get you 20, 30, maybe even more points if he needs to, but he's going to affect the game with his passing. And that's, like, his strong suit. And he's – has shown that he has like that high IQ like LeBron. I'm not saying he is LeBron because obviously that's a different animal. You know, like LeBron is obviously like built like a Greek god. Jokic is Jokic, okay? <laughs> but they play so similar and it's the dude just looks out there like he's bored, but he's killing everybody. Yeah, that it's makes crazy. it worse. Dude's thinking about his horses and he's dropping 30 point triple doubles. <laughs> and he, he came out and said today he's like Basketball is not the main thing in my life. It's just something I'm good at. I was like, well, 
I mean, I get it. I mean, it pays multiple million dollars a year. You got it. You got it. Well, I think that, like, goes to because that he's not the only one. Like, to me, this is, like, more of a testament to the European players that have come over to the NBA. Like, you know, like, Luca was playing with adults since he was 16. Um, Giannis being, you know, from a different country, having a different, like, growing up experience. Like, these guys are more humble. They're more hungry when it comes to the NBA. They're more mature, They're more yeah. mature way more mature. You know, we don't got to – we ain't got time to talk about some of the stars in the U.S., but we will get to them. We'll get to that next later episode. Day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But it, it just shows you, like, it's – they just have this level of maturity and leadership when they come over. And obviously, like, I can remember Giannis doing a press conference and – um it was something about the refs, and he was like, how much is the fine if you talk about the refs? And the guys told him, he's like, no, i got to keep that. I have to pay for diapers, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. Like, so it's just, damn well, he can afford it. Dang well, yeah, he can afford it. Right, but it's just that, like, that humbleness, that, yeah. like Roman said, the maturity is, is crazy, and obviously it translates into winning because Giannis is winning. You know, Jokic just won. I think with the right pieces, Luka could definitely get there. Um so it's crazy how how well, and then we're gonna have old Victor coming over. Um, oh yeah, and you know he obviously hasn't played in the NBA, but the ceiling's very high for him. So oh, I'm gonna talk oh, about yeah. him later on in the episode. Are you gonna talk about old Victor? Oh yeah, I am. Oh, is it anything mean or is it gonna be nice? Oh no, it's it's nice. Yeah, I think he when he t- when he jumps into the draft talk. Oh, yeah. You got any Kentucky boys going in the top ten? Not a chance. <laughs> uh, we've got Casey uh, Wallace. I think he's going fifteen. You said 15th? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, he's, he's solid, man. I liked him a lot. <laughs> I was just – I don't know why. Y'all talking about draft. Just mind you, the guy who just won finals MVP, his name was called – they're in a Taco Bell commercial at the NBA draft. Okay, they called his name. This man's name got drafted. You couldn't see his face because you just saw a Taco Bell commercial on the TV. I, I think it was the Quesarito. I think that's when the Quesarito came. <laughs> hey, either way, what how, how crazy would that be? Like you're there or you're waiting. <laughs> you see on the TV, it's just a soft shell taco. <laughs> what uh, pick did he go? I don't know. It was in the last like. I think, it, I think it was forty-one. Yeah, yeah it was forty. It was forty-one <laughs> through forty-three. It was one, what? one of three. What a year he come out! How long has he been in the league? I thought he was twenty-eight. I thought he got drafted in twenty fourteen, but he didn't actually start playing until twenty fifteen. Gotcha. Because they do that thing where he he stayed over and played. Who like knows what overseas for a year? I know sometimes they do that in the NBA. Like they'll draft an overseas player, but like they won't come over here until like maybe like two years later or something crazy like that. They they probably ask Jokic like, "Hey, you got drafted. You're going to Denver," and he's like, "No, my horses." And it's like, <laughs> it took him a minute to come over. Uh, he's a big uh, Pokemon guy too. Weave, did you know that? Yeah, him. There are a lot of NBA guys that are into anime I think, now. I think it was Jokic. Yeah, they asked him. He had uh, gotten the MVP or something. This was a year or two ago, and they were like, well, what are you planning on doing? He's like, oh, he's like, I'm probably going to go home and watch some more Pokemon. Hey. <laughs> that's, that's that was how, that's spot game. on Jokic impression. Yeah, that was yeah, a good impression. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? You know what's crazy? What is Denver gonna do about retiring number fifteen? Like, because I mean, Carmelo. I mean, yeah, but what did Carmelo do? Nothing. Oh, yeah. stop, Carmelo! Then they're not gonna retire Carmelo's Anthony's jersey. And if they did, the Knicks would do it. I feel like Melo didn't really win. He didn't win nothing. What's the? Why are you gonna retire his jersey for? Yeah, what? let the Knicks retire. The Knicks would probably do it before Denver okay. would, right? Hot take, Carmelo Anthony is one of the most overrated basketball players of all time. 
Ooh, that is a um, hot okay. Take. Uh, I don't think he's overrated. I just, yeah, I don't want to go that far. Like I mean, to me, he's he's one of those he, players that's not. He wouldn't ever win a championship because he play like he's so focused on like himself. But like, I mean, he would give you. I mean, he would do whatever he really wanted to. He's just not really a winner. He just wants to get his. I feel like, but that, but that's my thing. If you're not a winner in basketball, like I mean, what are you? You're just a stat batter. Like, so, so what does that mean for players like, oh, God, uh, Tyler, you can help me out with the names for the um, for Utah oh, when they played against MJ. Um, Stockton and uh, Carl Malone. Well, they just stat patterns. You look at um, Dominic. No, because they actually made it to the finals. Yeah, but they're not. That's different from Melo. They play differently than Melo did. Melo was not focused on anybody else on the court but him. And he's he was not a scorer. He yeah. wasn't John Stockton when it comes to passing. Okay, nobody is really. But you looked at and then Charles Barkley. I wouldn't think he was just some guy who was worried about himself. I mean, he really okay. tried to win a okay, championship. Okay, but once again, yeah, Charles Melo did not. Melo, he if you watch Melo play, I mean, he is a scorer, but like he's he just don't seem like he wanted to make winning plays. What's and, once again, and I like Melo. I'm Charles Barkley, John Stockton, Carl Malone, all. Made it to the finals at some point in their career. How far did Carmelo make it into like the playoffs? Did he make it to like the second round, maybe? And I like Melo. Hey. I'm not saying he's trash, but I wouldn't retire no, man, I'm his not jersey. Trash, I'm just saying he's overrated. I feel like saying he's overrated. You're somewhat hinting that you feel like he's trash because that's no, what I, makes him. Overrated. No, I mean he's a great basketball player. I'm. I just think he's overrated. People act like he's one of the all-time greats, and he's just not. Oh, uh, he's definitely not an all-time great. But, they, his still, uh, he still probably will go to the Hall of Fame, but yeah, yeah, which is cool. But I wouldn't retire his jersey. He uh, he still got arguably one of the best mid range jumpers. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's Boom. a prolific. He's a prolific scorer. You can't take that oh, away yeah, from him. He's just not a winner. Outside of Olympic gold medals, which hot take, cool. Hot take, you can no, have no, that. This this is true. As soon as Melo got rid of his uh, cornrows and the headband, well, he didn't get rid of the head, but his cornrows, that's when he started going downhill a little bit. Yeah. He tried to bring them back when he was in Portland and all that, but. Yeah, they were gone away too long. Yeah, too far gone. They lost their magic. <laughs> but since we're on NBA talk, uh, Tyler, you want to jump into your, uh, your draft predictions? So. Don't get too carried away over here, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think to me. Well, obviously, you got to talk about Victor Wimbanyama. I got it right. Oh, who's that? I've so, never heard of the guy. Yeah, J.K. So you know, I mean, we were talking about him earlier. I mean, I. It's unfair that. Coach Pop is going to get to coach him, especially after coaching, you know, uh, Tim Duncan. He had David Watson. Right. You know, just kind of like, I don't know how much have you all been able to watch of Victor? Honestly, I haven't watched much, to be honest. Not like... Past, like, highlights, probably Yeah, Yeah. So, just kind of... this. Just kind of just a little uh, insight, like of his game. I've watched him just a few times. So obviously he's seven foot three, and he's got a pretty solid jumper. And obviously at seven foot three, I mean that's unblockable. Like nobody, nobody's blocking his jumper. Um, he's pretty good at spotting up from uh, behind the line, and 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 he can hit three. That to me, one of the biggest things with him with his shooting. He can knock down threes, but not only can he knock them down, but he knocks them down pick and pop, but also like off balance, off movement too. Um, he's kind of – he can be streaky with his shot. Um, I know – I think um, Stephen and they were talking a few weeks back. Like they, they've worked on his mechanics and frame. A lot this year, of course, you know, 7-3. I don't know how much he weighs exactly, but, I mean, he's skinny. Um, he's a very skilled post-scorer. Um, 
fadeaways, turnarounds, hook shots, you name it. I mean, he's pretty prolific, uh, proficient in, in all in all of them. Um, he he tends to like right now, like when I've watched him, like put. Um, most teams are putting smaller defenders on him. Um, and even though, like, he's able to shoot over him, um, he kind of struck, like, um, that lateral quickness, which at that size, you know, it's 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 hard for him to move. I mean, he still moves well, but they kind of can get the best of him a little bit um, from that perspective. Um, he's very, very vocal. Um on defense, um, calls out um, a lot of coverages, um, any kind of switches, things like that. Um, you can tell like he's just a very good motivator. Like we were talking earlier, like I think, unlike you know Tatum and Brown right now, like I think Wimby will be a very, um, very big leader, prominent leader in the NBA um, on on this team one day. Um, he. One of the things with him, which which will improve as he keeps going, is his uh, offhand near the basket. Um, which when he gets that down, I mean, he's just going to be completely dominant as a finisher. Um, right now, most of his passes when he's handling the ball, um, he's using either both his hands or the right. He's not really using his left as much. Um, so a lot of times, like when I've watched like games that he struggled, that I've watched, people are kind of forcing him to his left, and you you can tell he's very uncomfortable um, yeah. when they do that. You know what I mean? Which he's so skilled. A lot of times he's able to break that, but when he gets yeah. to that, you know, so he needs to work on his left. I got um, you. So you got him going number one, probably right overall. Yeah. What's the What's go, the rest of your lineup look like? I'd go. You just say probably Vickers number one. Well, I mean, I know he's going number one. I go. Um, I'm going to go. Scoot Henderson, number two. I just okay. think. I just think he is a just phenomenal rim finisher. I think he'll. Who, who's got the second pick? Charlotte, right? Yeah. And honestly, Charlotte needs a pretty good rim finisher. I think to kind of pair with with uh, Lamelo. And you've got that with Scoot Henderson. I mean, he's big, he's strong, um, you know, can absolutely jump out of the gym. So, to me, I think that's uh, more of a perfect fit than uh, my next pick, which I'm going to go with Brandon Miller. Um, And as of right now, Portland's got the third pick, which, you know, might be some trades and stuff going on. I've heard. We I don't know we may talk about this later but might be some stuff going on there with some trades future trades but um, you know we watched Brandon Miller um, at Alabama this year he's six nine uh, got about seven foot wingspan very solid shooter um, pretty versatile especially on that uh, um, up in the high post um, he's really good unlike. Victor Miller is really good with his offhand, I think, just from watching him. He kind of reminds me. He gives me a lot of uh, Danny Grant, early Danny Granger, and a, sprinkle in a little bit of Paul George. Mm-hmm. Um, just his frame and, and how he plays just kind of reminds me of that. But the biggest thing with him is, is his perimeter shooting, I think, is really, really good. Um, so that's who I got for my third. Um, for fourth, I'm going to butcher this guy's name. Uh, Os- Osir Thompson, is that how you pronounce it? Sure. Yeah. Thank I you. think okay. so. <laughs> so he, the, and, and that's, I'll just do the top five picks. I'll do Detroit after this and then we'll, um, and I can, I can do like six through 10, like the next week or something like that if you want. Um, sounds good. But for, for Houston, uh, Osir Thompson, he's about 6'6", 220, strong. Uh, next to Scoot Henderson, he's probably the next biggest, like, strongest um, guard. And um, I feel like they'll probably – Thompson will pro- – especially for Houston, they might fit him in at, 
at the three spot, maybe. Um, if it wasn't for, I don't know, they, they might flirt around playing at the four, too. He played a little bit of small ball four in uh, at overtime elite as well. So, But just an absolute blur of an athlete. Um, very, very – he's probably the best defender in the class. Um, downhill score, very athletic. Um, his off-ball defense, um, namely, is the best thing about his game. Reminds me a lot of uh, Sean Livingston with uh, with his athleticism. Um, so that's who I got going at fourth. And then five, we've got his brother, Eamon Thompson. And he's the same. He's about 6'6", 220. Um, I've got him going to Detroit. Um, he's he's more of a shot creator, um, uh, more, more of a more of a guard, I guess you could say, than the Osir. But um, very good shot creator, um, has very very good uh, court vision. He's he's athletic as well, uh, exceptionally good ball handling skills, um, and I think he shot. I want to say they said he shot 37, 38% from three. So, like, he's 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 pretty solid. Um, I, t- to me, and you're going to laugh, he kind of reminds me of a just very skinny Zion. Uh, <laughs> he, he's, he's just, he kind of, he kind of has that bounce like Zion, and, and he's strong like Zion, but obviously he I think he's only like 220, which is still pretty good size at 6'6". Six, six, but um, those, are my, those are my top five for right now, just looking at all the different needs of the teams and all that. Um, that that's kind of where I'm heading. Like I said, I'll, I'll do six through ten. I'll do the, I'll do the whole lottery like before, before they end up going. We'll see how on, on point I am with my predictions, but – so skinny, that's what we're looking at right now. Skinny and Zion are two words that don't get <laughs> spoken in the same sentence very often. I said a skinny Zion. I know. I, know, I, I was just making a joke. Does, does he have the same um, love history as Zion? Or is that a- oh, that remains to be seen. <laughs> we, we, I told you we got to save that for, for a pod. I know. I got to throw in that, Jeff. That, he was crazy. That deserves it, a whole pod all on its own. And Tyler could like tell you all. I am a huge Zion fan. I have been since when he broke. You know, UK and Duke fans' heart when he said, "I'm well, not." I mean, Clemson fans' heart because people thought he was going to Clemson because he's from what like that. Weaver and I were Zion but fans before Zion. anybody else was. I mean, like I can remember like us like sitting there watching highlights and you know. I mean, we really were. We we were watching this guy before he really, really got big. But yeah, love, love my boy Zion, but he uh, he's got some stuff going on. <laughs> so, definitely, the only, the only thing I think is interesting about your uh, um, your list, Tyler. A lot of people have Eamon Thompson going over his brother Asir. I thought, was, I thought it was interesting that you had Asir going above him. Because well, like right now, Asir is projected like a six as the sixth pick, and Eamon is projected like third or fourth. I just I just think, like I said, I, t- to me, which, you know, I'm big. Um, um, I like those bigger guards like that. And they're, they're both big, but uh, I just – I think that – um, Osir just fits better with who? Uh, who did I say he was going to? Houston. Um, I just, I don't know. I just feel like he fits that mold a little bit better. And I think they could. I somebody can check me, but I'm pretty sure Houston. Well, they would have had to have been because they were bad this year. But um, he's going to bring some really solid uh, perimeter defense. Like I said, especially his off ball. He he's. Easily the best off-ball defender in the class, um, but I, I just, I, and I mean, I wouldn't argue if somebody said you, you could really interchange. You can make an argument for either one. Just me, perfect, personally, 
I think that Osir fits Houston more so than Amon does. But we'll see. All right, well, guys, um, now that we've kind of gone over, you know, some of the stuff on the court with the NBA, let's go over a topic that's off the court. And uh, we've talked about John Morant a lot over the past few weeks. He's been a hot topic among a lot of NBA fans. But uh, so I'm not sure exactly when they're supposed to announce what his, I I won't say punishment, but what his, uh, what the verdict is on what, you know what they're what they're going to do about that situation. Um, they said sometime after the finals, so it could be any day now. Um, I looked; a lot of people are thinking it's going to be like a twenty-five to thirty game suspension. Um, but what's your all thoughts? You know, what do you think the John Morant decision will be? And you know, do you think that do you think it's going to be something that will you know kind of you know maybe kind of put him back on the right path? And, you know get him back to just playing ball or do you think, you know, this might be a problem that's going to persist for a while? Yeah, I think, I think they may give him like, I think they'll give him around like 30, 30 games, 30 game suspension. Yeah. I'm thinking probably 30 myself. Yeah. That's, that's kind of around the ballpark that I am too. Yeah. That I I feel like that's, that's probably a, a fair suspension. I will say, I don't... I guess my only issue with the situation with him is that... So, I don't know if y'all remember, but before kind of the finals, the commissioner, Adam Silver, like, made remarks saying, like... Um, found you know, more we information. Just, you know, we found more information, but for the fairness of the teams... That um, for whatever, for I guess for the finals and stuff, they didn't want to like overshadow that, and so they were like <laughs> saying that he was going to hold out the information until after the finals to I guess let people know about what he I guess discovered. But I'm just like, go ahead and freaking tell us what you discovered so we can get on with our lives. You know what I'm saying? Like, why wait? Because that would be like, I don't know, have y'all ever been to, like, the store with your parents or whatever, or whoever your guardian it was, and it's like, you got in trouble at the store, and they're like, wait till we get home, and you're going to get it. That's like, to me, that's what I feel like, and I'm, you know, obviously what he did was, like, foolish, but, like, just go ahead and give the punishment out. Because really, he, you know, Adam Silver, I know ranting, but like, he didn't want the finals to be about the Morant story. And he wanted this to kind of be like, you know, not a big deal. But you saying, we'll talk about this later, you're making it a big deal because you're withholding information. And like, everybody's like trying to figure out, well, what the hell did he find out? <laughs> you know? Like, I think that's a good point, Weave. I mean, you know, Kind of acting like you're, they're they're making it more of a story because they keep withholding information. You know, just give out the suspension. You know, hopefully Jaw, you know, straightens up from it. You, you know, like I mean, I in I'm not getting into. I just hopefully, you know, Jaw be like, all right, I'll sit out this long. Like I'm gonna work, try to do this, 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 get better, and then we, he can go back to playing, and then we can just forget about it. But, you know, just sitting there, just waiting and waiting, you know what I mean? Because essentially, I mean, you either know or you don't. Like, you know, how, how many games do you think you need to be? And, and they've been able to think on this for a while, so there's no reason why they can't just. Oh, yeah. Yet. Oh, for sure. Also, another thing, did y'all hear, like, <laughs> Morant, like, because after the video was released and, like, this was after <laughs> Silver made the comment, like, we're going to wait until after the finals. His He came out and said it was a fake gun. And I'm just like, who is your PR team? And how come they haven't told you to shut up yet? Like, <laughs> like Yeah, what? like, come on. Like, wait, what happened? What would you say? What happened? Brand came out and said, like, the gun was fake. 
like, oh, I see. Why you, yeah. Why are you playing like that if it's fake? Because somebody's going to come and check you, and they're going to think it's real, right? Yeah. Guys, it was just. But first of all, but do we really believe it was a fake gun? No. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, come on, like, it was a nerf realistic. gun. It was a nerf Nobody. Gun. I don't believe it. You just you made Ty absolutely mess his britches when you said that, Brendan. Okay, did you hear the angst in his voice? Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, who in his camp let him say that? Because that just makes it worse. You're just bringing more attention to yourself by saying it's fake. Oh, uh-huh. that, that reminds me. So, did you all see where, like, apparently the apology that he sent out, like, right after it happened, that it was from Chat GPT. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're joking. No. <laughs> oh, man. Honestly, he is the devil. I, I expect nothing less at this point. And, and I'm not saying his PR team is like, yes, go for it. This is the right way to do it. Because they're probably about to honestly, like, somebody needs to be there for his PR team because they're going through it right now. But it's it's just something else. And so, and I guess this is going back to, like, the Europe guys coming over and, like, talking about how mature, like, what has been the drama from, like, Luca, Giannis? I mean, shoot, even Embiid with all his silliness, you don't hear any controversies. Yeah, no. you know, he, he does some silly things on the court, you know, with his behavior and stuff. But, like, as far as, like, hardcore controversy, there's, there's none. Right. You know? Like... There's just no issues. So I, I don't know. It's it's crazy. Um, but it's come down to like a possible like thirty days, thirty game suspension. And especially I think after the NBA and the the players association have been coming up with like you have to play so many games in order to receive rewards and NBA All Stars and all NBA like type, you know, status, and like this is going to cost y'all that, and it's going to cost some millions. Um, well, stop playing with guns on Instagram Live, and you'll be alright. I, I know, right. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's it's Makes just no sense. it's crazy. Like, it, I don't know. I I feel like if I lost fifty four million dollars off the first incident, like I'd probably well, my- be like you know what, maybe I shouldn't do it again. <laughs> Yeah, like, but it's also the guys, like, the guy that was recording this second time, I'm like, dude, y'all just went through this. Like, if he, like, you know he's holding that gun in his hand. Just don't show him or just get off Instagram Live. Well, the video from the last time, it looked like once Jaw pulled the gun out, the dude, like, stopped recording, like, in that moment. It was like, oh, oh, shit. (laughs) No. <laughs> like he did it again. Gosh darn it, freaking Moran, what do you do it? Like, yeah, that's what it looked like. It looked like he like stopped the recording, and um, so maybe that dude that he was hanging out with, he's like, buddy, what are you doing? Like, you're making it. I'm gonna be making it, so I'm gonna need you to keep making. It. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, yeah. um, it's a stupid reason to get suspended. It really is. Like, if you don't get suspended, at least, like, go out there and, like, I don't know, hit somebody or something. Oh, my God. Well, he did okay, that, too. Right. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's puff the brakes. I'm just saying, like, what, how you going to get suspended for 30 games, but, like, for being a silly goose, you know? Well. It's yeah, silly. I mean, that's all. Yeah. He has SGS, know. okay? Silly goose syndrome. He needs help. That's the title for this episode. SGS. There it is. There you have it. I'll be here all week. (laughs) But but yeah, I don't know. He he needs to get some help. He needs some milk. Coach, he needs some milk. (laughs) Well, there you have it, guys. Are we... uh, we're going to touch on anything else. We're going to save the rest for uh, next episode. Uh, next episode, we're going into college football because it released the 2024 college right. football schedule. So, Yep. 
And Georgia's schedule. Don't try not to wait. Wait till next episode. No, this is just a cliffhanger. You got to give the audience a cliffhanger, Tyler. Shut your mouth. Let me just tell you guys who doesn't, who don't know what Georgia's schedule looks like. It literally looks like if you saw the Avengers Endgame movie where they all came together to fight Thanos. That's what it looks like. It looks like the whole <laughs> world and committee said, we will put a schedule together to fight Thanos, a.k.a. Kirby Smart and Georgia Bulldogs. That's all I'm going to say. Right. Okay? I got to go look at it now. It's pretty it's crazy. Like Iron Man. Is it on your Twitter? Uh, I retweeted no. it. No, you didn't. Yes, it did. Did you hear me, Brandon? No, you didn't. What is it? I said, can, if if uh, Kirby's Thanos, then that means uh, Kentucky's Iron Man. Kentucky. You know how that ends up. I'll tell you what. Kentucky is Captain Marvel when she got caught with those hands, okay? God, I'd rather you tell us we were Ant-Man. Not oh, we were, I, I see it now. Wow. It's crazy, is it not? And let me tell you, that game in the middle of it, you know, when you look at the number yeah, no. two, that yeah, one's do any spoilers. That one's away. I, I give you that one right there. Yeah, but are you really worried about the first game though? No, I didn't say I was worried about any of them. I just think it's funny that the committee, SEC commissioner, and all this, and the scheduling's like that's we we're tired of it. But nobody was tired of Alabama for eight hundred years. We're still cool with that. I don't but then y'all used to play Alabama every year. No, it's usually like every few years or every like it's not like it's like kind of like Kentucky when they play Alabama. It's not every year, but it it comes around so often, you know. Um, I have seen where they like we're gonna rechange or change around the east and west, and it would put Auburn and Bama in the east. Um, so we would play each other every year, but um, it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. There you have it, people. All right. Well, guys, before we before we leave here, don't forget follow us at uh, the Dagger Cast on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Also follow us at the Dagger Sports Pod on Instagram. Post up that. Um, and also, you know, send us a message. Uh, messages, uh, you know, obviously, like you know, we're kind of entering that you know, the off season for a lot of sports. So, you know, we're kind of, uh, you know, there's not a ton of sports to talk about right now. So it's very, but we got some ideas some, uh, for some future we, episodes. We, we do have some ideas, but, uh, don't be afraid to send us some messages, uh, for things you want us to talk about, or maybe, you know, think we, know, um, we, uh, appreciate any feedback. For sure. And one other thing, I feel like we got to address the elephant, Room. Our boy Ty has been cheating on us <laughs> with two other podcasts. Two? I thought you just had the other one. Well, as of right now, it's just one. But the other one, I figured the other I would go got put on the back burner. I figured I'd go ahead and give him shout outs anyway. So you've got um, the We Two show with uh, your buddy Ezra Pryor. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one. It's put on the back burner right now. But thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And that's the one. Um, it's you all talking about like uh, just practical advice for um, you know dealing with just yeah, this, uh, this different scenarios that for... you know average people face on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah, and just different different ways to give encouragement and different things that we've been through to just try to. You know, give some advice out there to the people. You know, just based off our own experience, and you know, take some information from books we read and stuff. So, we uh, not exactly sure when that was going to launch. We got some things on the back burner right now, but but yeah, man, I appreciate the shout out. And then we've also got thoughtful talks with Ty Alexander. Yes, sir. That's the one that's. Uh, the the first episode should be posted by the end of this week. So uh yeah, that I'm excited about that one. That's really kind of just me uh giving like little little nuggets to kinda have people, you know, just think differently and things I've been through and 
ways that I've got through stuff and, you know, just going to be authentic and try to, you know, give some advice, encouragement, inspiration. Ty's the man. Nah, nah, That's right. not me, man. I, I'm just here to, I'm just here to help. I just want to make an impact. But I got to ask Ty. Well, I'm a humble servant. So, so are, are we the side piece now? Or, no, uh, no. Are you? Ty is a podcast host. We <laughs> we just <laughs> discovered. Ty, are you breaking up with us? No. Yeah. You all the. No. This is my baby. Does this mean I have to live with mom? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nah, the Dagger Sports Podcast is the number one Uno. This takes priority because all you all are here, and I love you all dearly. Hey, I'm just I saying if you too, do buddy. anything, I know where you live, so. No. For you we podcast <laughs> listeners out there, Dagger Sports is my number one Uno Numero. Or his main. Yeah. I would. I wish are, I could say you're my only, but we are, you're my main. And that's all right. Hey we, hey, we appreciate it, big guy. We love you. We and love we, Tiger we, Sports. Hey, the Dagger Sports is nothing without time. That's right. Wow. And I'm nothing without Dagger Sports. So, podcasters out there, just know the band is never going to break up. And we're going to be in your ears for the next probably 50 or so years. We're going to be. So, yeah, even when we're, yeah, even when we're in the nursing home, we're still going to get together and rant about the good old days when there was this big giant from Serbia that came over here and won the NBA championship. That's right. And then we'll probably have dementia, so we'll probably make up some false stuff like Melo won a championship or something. But then we'll yeah, come back. I'm going to say Giannis sure. won 20 championships in a row. And remember when Carmelo Anthony was the best player in the league in all his championships? And hopefully someone will uh, remind me that that never happened so I can come back to my senses. Weaver's going to forget that he's a Georgia fan. He's going to be a Bama uh, fan. State fan, yeah. Who <laughs> fan? Appalachian State. Hey, shut your mouth. Uh, follow me at the Weaver Podcast, the Weave Podcast. Oh man. my god! <laughs> <laughs> Get him off here. Oh, and man. the Dream Weaver Show. So here it goes. All right, Weaver. Oh, are you breaking up with show? us? Are you breaking up with us? Are you breaking up with us? Hey, I was creating suspense. Shut up. No, no. I'm not breaking up. <laughs> he said I was creating suspense. If, if I break up, I'll just ghost. <laughs> you, oh. you wouldn't even know what happened. <laughs> oh, we'll know because you, you won't reply back in the text message. Yeah, hey, it would just be like <laughs> thing with a snap. It just, I just disappeared. You know, you didn't know where I went, but... Um, all right, let's, this is the longest outro ever. Let's let's say goodbye. <laughs> go ahead and we'll give you some redemption. We go ahead and sign us off. Say yeah, sing, sing, sing some yeah, sing some outro music. Let us hear too. All right, guys, everybody, get the hell out. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Until right. next time, friends. See you all. all right. See you next time. Bye.